That's rock and roll. Okay. So today's daf is daf Yud Gimel, page 13 in Meseches Tainus, and we are going to have a big focus on today's blot of the various activities that are forbidden on, on uh, fast days. Now, before what we got up to is Omar Rafram Bar uh, Omar Rafram Bar Papa Omar of Chista, okay, which is the fourth line on Yud Gimel Omar Aleph. Some of us are familiar with Rafram Bar Papa Bor Hashem Frusayuman, yeah, Bar Papa Ah, right, he's one of the one of the sons of of uh, Papa. All right, but we're gonna be, what, what we need to notice is the following before we begin today's daf, and that is there are. Two primary reasons why we have fast days on our calendar. The reason that we've been focusing on when we talk about rain is for tshuva and tefillah because we're taking a message that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is unhappy with the actions of Klal Yisrael. And therefore we fast to enhance the relationship and to remind ourselves that it's not about the Gashmias in this world, but we're separating from the Gashmias, and it's kind of a little bit of a kick in the pants to refocus in on the Ruchnias. That is one type of tightness. Another type of tightness is due to mourning. For example, Tishabav, Shivasa Betamas, right? These things are also there to encourage us to do teshuva and to come closer to Rabbi Shalom, but it's more because of a sadness of a day. It's a mourning. There's an avelus that's there. Okay? Now, we said in our Mishnah that the first three um, tanesim, the first bahab of the tzibor, we, we don't separate, we don't have chamisha inuyim. Right? We don't refrain from Tashma Shamita and Sicha and Rechitza, so on and so forth. Um, by the second three, we do, which is interesting because isn't it still about Tshuva? Right? Lachar is still about Tshuva. So just notice the discrepancy. Here's the idea notice that there's a discrepancy between why we fast. Some days we fast due to mourning, and some days we fast because of a particular tzara that we're trying to get rid of, so we want to show the Rabbani Shalom that we're here for tshuva. Let's get going. Anytime you, anytime you fast because of mourning, for example, on Tishabav, the Avel, and in the case of an Avel, not that an Avel fasts, but during the Shiva of a person, you're not allowed to wash your body in hot water or cold water. Okay? Say, so listen. If it's a fast day of mourning, we are not allowed to wash our bodies, whether it's hot, whether it's cold. And a person's in Avelos, he's not allowed to take a shower, whether it's hot, whether it's cold. However, if the reason why we're not washing ourselves is because we just want to refrain from Tainug, we want to refrain from pleasure so that we can refocus in on doing tshuva, kigain tainus sibor, for example, a tainus sibor, bechamen aser, then you're allowed to wash your body, but not with, cold, but not with hot water. With cold water, it is allowed. Okay, so number one, what do we just say? On a fast day where we refrain from tainug, you can wash yourself with cold water. On a fast day where there's mourning, for i.e. Tishabav, you're not allowed to wash yourself, whether it's hot water, whether it is cold water. Amr Vidbar 
Ridi Barabin says, we learned in the Mishnah of the Nailin I'll prove to you that on a public fast, you're allowed to wash your body with cold, but you cannot wash with hot because we lock off the back the bathhouses. Now, the bathhouses back then, that's where people went to get a hot bath. So if you're lock, if you're locking up the bathhouses, it must be it's only prohibited to refrain from hot water, but it's still permitted in the cold water. To which Abaye says, what are you talking about? Where does that dia come from? Come on. I'm really Abaye. The Ibitzayin and Usr. Let's say it would be forbidden to wash with cold water. Let's say it would be. What do you want it to say? Lock up the rivers? It says Abaye, like, what are, you, what are you saying? He's saying, well, one second. Your whole raya that you're allowed to wash with cold and not hot is because you only lock up the bathhouses. What else do you want to say? Lock up the rivers, the streams. I mean, the bathhouses where people go wash their body. So don't tell me you have a proof that you're allowed to wash in cold. No. There's no, no, you know where you wash in cold water? In a river. You ain't locking that up. So the only other option, if you're going to lock something up to stop people from washing, is the bathhouse. Whether or not it's hot or cold, if you have no riot. I'm Rav Shishabre Dravidi. Rav Shishabre Dravidi responds, Abba Hochi Kokashule, my father um, had a question, and this was his question. Ready? This is what bothered him. This is what he said. Michti, let's see. The Mishnah says, Tenan Asr Berechitzah. We learned in the Mishnah that you're not allowed to wash your body. Now, if, if the Mishnah were to say you're not allowed to wash your body, and then stop. Period. What would I say? You can't wash your body. That's it. I'm going to raise my hand. Rabbi, can I wash my body with cold? You can't wash your body. Rabbi, can I wash my body with hot? Again, you can't wash your body. Right? If it would apply to everything, the mission should have just said, you can't wash your body. Why did the Mishnah say, you can't wash your body, and we lock up the hot bathhouses? That's the diuk. That's where the diuk comes from. Gishmak. Okay? Originally, we said, oh, hey, you said you lock up the bathhouses. Lock up the bathhouses, you're allowed to wash for cold. Says, that's not a diuk. To which the Gemara responds, yes, it is. You know why? Because it wasn't even necessary to write lock up the bathhouses. All you got to say is no showers. That's it. Ain't washing your body. Why do you got to say lock up the bathhouses? This hints to me it's only permitted to wash your body in a bathhouse manner. But if I'm washing my body with cold in a river manner, that taka would be mutter. Beautiful, very clear, very gishmak. Okay. Says the Gemara Viter, let's bring a raya that it's usher, it's usher to wash off in hot water on a, on a fast that's there, be mishum tainuv, but it's mutter in cold water. I'll bring a proof that anytime there's a chiyuv to go to a mikvah, taivlin kedarkan. The halacha is, you're, out, you're, you're allowed to go to the mikvah in the usual fashion, okay? So usually, for example, there's some particular days, bain b'tishabav, bain b'yamekipurim. There's some particular days, for example, i.e. tishabav. You let it wash your body tishabav? No. Better let it wash your body yom kippur? No. However, what, is, um, what does the 
the uh, Brisa say? The Brisa says, if you're mechuyev, if you're obligated to go to the mikvah that day, if it's a tefillah, mitzvah, then you're allowed to immerse your body, even in hot water. Says the Gemara, b'mai. Now, I shouldn't say even hot water. It just says, you're allowed to be toivel kedankam, in the usual way. That's all it says. Now, says the Gemara, b'mai. How are we being toivel? Ilim if you're being toivel in hot water, really? Can, can, on those days, can they be toivel in hot water? Here's the problem. The problem is, hot water, back then, how did water become hot? Only by taking it, putting it in a pot, lighting a flame underneath it, or going to a bathhouse, lighting a flame underneath it. By the, the moment you remove it from the spring, the stream, it now became tap water, and it's no longer fit to be a mikvah. So how are you ever going to find a hot mikvah? Ella rather, Ella lab, in. You see that even when it comes to cold water, you can only immerse yourself in cold water if it's a mitzvah, in a shachrini light. But on any day where it's not a mitzvah, if it's time you want to go take a bath to clean yourself, you're not, uh, you're not allowed. So you see, Rav Chista is correct in stating that, it's, uh, that when it's forbidden because of a pleasurable thing, you can't do it in hot or cold. To which Rav Chana Barkatina responds, and this is going back to an old friend over here, something called the Chame Teveria. Okay, anybody here who's ever had the pleasure bringing the, the, the springs of Tiberia, and this comes up a number of places throughout Shas as well, what's going to be the response? If you have Chamei Tiberia, you can have a hot mikvah, which is not tap water. This entire mish, the entire brisa is dealing with Chamei Tiberia, and it's letting us know that you're not allowed to go, that when it comes to the hot waters of Tiberia, the hot springs, then... If it's a mitzvah, for example, nida, chveis, any other reason I gotta go to the mikvah, so then you're even allowed to go into the chametzvah. You can go into hot water. However, if you're going for pleasure, then it would be usher to go into the chametzvah. But you could be, you could wash your body with cold elsewhere. Okay. Says the Gemara. One second. According to what we're just saying, the entire statement of the brisa is dealing specifically with the hot springs of tzvarim. If that's true, a mesefa. Say the Sefer Mechnina Siganik Ahanim. Mechnina Siganik Ahanim says, Kedai Kedai Hu Beis Elai Keinu La'abed Alav Tvila Pamachas Bishana. He made a statement. What was the statement um, of Rabbi Chanina, the assistant Kohen Gadol? His statement was, Fellas, don't worry. One day a year, it's important to make sure that you don't take a hot bath in honor of the loss of the Beis HaMikdash, to commemorate the loss. What day is that? Tisha Now, what did he say? What, were, what was his expression? It's Kedai, it's worthwhile. La'abed alav tvila, to, to remove an immersion once a year. What does to remove an immersion mean? Hot or cold? Doesn't matter. Remove an immersion. Don't do anything. Now, the I'm going to tell me that it's mutter to go in, it's permitted to go in uh, cold water. If you're going to tell me such a thing is, a, is uh, allowed, Yerchatz Betzayinim. So what did Rav Hanina mean? It's Kedai to lose out on a uh, uh, one day a year on immersion. You're not losing out. You're going in cold water. So you're not losing out at all. Amar Papa, Papa says, no, you have no rai over there that it's forbidden with cold water. You know why? They were done with the place. Where there was no cold water, ah, there's only hot water. Yeah, it's a hot, uh, hot climate. There's only, uh, there's only uh, heat over there. 
dealing with the summer as well, right? We got tissue above around. So then it's kedai to, to lose out on the tefillah. But let's say you're living somewhere else, and maybe I'm living in uh, Antarctica. I'm living in uh, a place that's got a different season on Tishubav, and there's cold water. So then, Taka, it might be allowed. Bottom line is, we just have no proof against or for the statement of Mephisa. On the second side of fast days, we no longer go to work. You don't work in day of Abelaila but the night before the fast, it is mutter to work. And also to born to know when we say you're not allowed to wear shoes. It means at home. But if you're traveling, you're allowed to put on the shoes. While you're traveling, you put your shoes on. As soon as you no longer need it, you take the shoes off. Practically speaking, ask your local rub to um, if a person ever has to travel on Tishabov after Chatzais, okay, so nowadays can I, her, I mean the, the non-leather shoes very often are more comfortable than the leather shoes, so it's not so hard to put on uh, your natives, your Crocs even your, your shoes that look like leather that aren't leather, right all these uh, Uggs all these uh, comfortable shoes that we have but if a person has to travel on Tishabav afternoon, where we know on Tishabav you don't wear leather shoes, but let's say only have leather shoes, so following this Gemara, there's ways around it to actually put on, put on wear leather shoes on the plane or during the actual traveling. Different Paiskim will tell you to do different things. I've heard of people say to put a little bit of sand inside the shoe to make sure it's uncomfortable, so on and so forth. But there are ramifications of what we're saying over here, that while you're traveling, it's permitted to put on the shoes, once you get into the city, you take your shoes off. And also when we say you're not allowed to wash your body, it means your entire body is usher. But, and here's an important line that we're going to focus on right now, to wash your hands, your feet, and your face is permitted to wash. It doesn't mention how they're cold yet, and this is going to be the focus. Okay? It says you're not allowed to wash your entire body, you are permitted to wash your hands, your, your feet, and your face. Keep in mind that these three parts of the body are the three parts of the body that most commonly become dirty. Okay? The hands are always moving. They're always touching. The feet are always touching the floor. Uh, even if you're wearing shoes, they sweat. And the face is always out uh, and open to the elements. So these three parts of the body most commonly become dirty. And the same halacha applies to somebody who's been put in as well as somebody who is in Avelis. Now says the Gemara, my, what's the halacha over here? Lava kulu, aren't we referring to all of these halachas mentioned, all of the um, types of, of uh, inuyim, right? All the things that we refrain from. And what type of washing oneself are we dealing with? If we're talking about hot water, so now let's look at the Brisa again. If we're dealing with hot water, so now the Brisa is the Bryce is saying like this. I'm just going to read what we. I'm, I'm going to keep your finger on the place. I'm just going to go back to read the Brisa. The Brisa says, when you're not allowed to wash with hot water, it only means you can't wash your entire body with hot water. But it is permitted to wash your hands, your feet, and your face with hot water. 
If that's the explanation, then back to where we are. Is it really mutter to wash your hands, your feet, and your face with hot water? A mourner is not even allowed to wash a finger in hot water. Rather, it's dealing with cold water. So now let's go back and read the Brisa. What's the Brisa saying? You're not allowed to wash your entire body in cold water, but you are allowed to wash your hands, your feet, and your face with cold water. So what do you see from here? Are you allowed to wash your whole body with, with cold water? Nope. This is a question on Rav Chista. Rav Chista earlier said on a fast day, when I'm fasting, because I want to, not, not for morning, I want to refrain from Tainug because this is a Stama fast day. He says you're allowed to wash your whole body in cold water. But this Bryson needs to be talking about cold water, and it's still saying you're not allowed to wash your whole body. Question on Rav Chista. Answer the Gemara Lloyd, there's no question. Really, we're dealing with the Bryce is discussing hot water. And this that we had a question. How can it be hot water if we're saying it's similar to, a, to an oval? And we know an oval is not allowed to wash his finger in hot water. So, how is that possible? That was the question. You know what the answer is? The halachas. Of the chamisha inuyim of tashmish amita of sicha nilas a sandal, right? Those things are the same by an ovel and a menuda. However, when it comes to washing oneself, there's going to be a different halacha for an ovel and somebody who's fasting on a public fast day. What's going to be the difference? An ovel is not allowed to wash himself at all, even upon the other varagla with hot water. Masha inkin. Um, uh, so, uh, on a public fast day, a person is permitted to wash with hot water and permitted to immerse his entire body in cold water. And that's how Rav Chista is going to wiggle out of the question. Says the Gemara Vaita. Toshma, come and listen. There was a story of Mesu, but I'm sure Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Chanino, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Chanino died. Brachas b'tzayin kol shiva, and Rabbi Yaisi took cold showers. Now, what do you see from here? An avel is allowed to wash his entire body with cold. Rav Chista held that that whenever there's avilus, you can't wash your body at all, right? If it's ever due to mourning, you can't wash your body at all. So we asked Ike, but Kasha from Iser. We know that Rabbi Yaisi took cold showers during Shiva. To which the Gemara responds that there's an added element to the story that we're leaving out, which is crucial. And that is, Hasam kishetachfu avolav havi. Here's what happened. Rabbi Yaisi lost two children back to back. And therefore... He had his second set of Shiva fall out during, once the first set of Shiva had already started. So he wasn't only sitting, sitting Avelis for seven days. He was sitting Avelis for a lot longer than seven. He was sitting Shiva for longer than seven days. Because a few days into his Shiva, the next child died, Nebuch. Okay? So over there, we could be Mekel. Over there, you could be Mekel. Right? The Tanya. We learned in Hebrew, so... If somebody has Avelis, one, you know, yes, Shiva, 
one after the other. So then, even, even, even if you're, you know, it's, you're kind of back to back, so now everything's being extended. Your shiva's being extended, your shleishim's being extended. Your 12 months keep going. See, so here's, here's the halacha. If your hair's getting out of control, you're allowed to cut it. You could even wash your garments in water. Okay, you're allowed to do your laundry. Now Rashi points out, not with regular soap, detergent that they would use, but you're allowed to use water. This way, you know, the Torah the, the ter doesn't expect us to, to be in a state of availus for that, for that long. Okay, so we had a question. I, how can you tell me an Ovo can't immerse his body in cold if Rav Yaisi did take cold showers, did immerse his body in cold? What's the answer? Rav Yaisi's situation was different. It was a different situation. He immersed himself in cold once his first shiva was over. But he was still, granted, he was still sitting shiva, right? But in, in there it was allowed because there's two shivas one right after the other. Amr Fista, says, When you're allowed to cut your hair by the extended avelis, it also shouldn't be done in the usual way. Which is what we said. You shouldn't use neser and chayl. Neser and chayl are, are uh, literally, um, neser is a type of earthenware and chayl of sand, but it, it's, it's um, in our terms, we're going to call it detergent. Okay? You're allowed to wash it, you're just not allowed to use detergent to make it very clean or to make it smell nice, but you are allowed to clean your garments. Okay. Omar Rabba, Rabba says, bottom line on your Gibbelamad Aleph, Baba Motelich has been signing Gol Shiva in Ovel. Is permitted to wash his body during Shiva, Mitizave, Abisra, Vichamra. The same way an Ovel is allowed to have meat and wine. Right? We know that if somebody loses one of their close relatives, so while you're in a state of Aninus, while a person's in Onain, you're not allowed to eat meat and drink wine. But once the burial happens, okay, now you're in Shiva, now you're in Ovel, it's permitted to eat meat and drink wine. Says Rava, the same way. You're allowed to indulge a little bit. You're allowed to have wine, you're allowed to eat meat during Shiva. So too, you're allowed to have cold showers. You're allowed to wash your body. Okay? Mesvei, they asked the challenging question on Ravam. Top of the game, Lama Beis. En habay geres rishol en What a fascinating expression. A woman of marriageable age. She is an adult. Okay. She's above the age of Bas Mitzvah, and her body is fully formed into adulthood. She is not allowed to make herself menovel. She's not allowed to make herself look not nice. Bimei Eva Lavia. While her father is um, sitting shiva. People are coming by. That's how Rashi explains. Ha Nara, but a younger girl. Rasha, she is allowed. Now, Bimai. What, is, what does this mean that uh, she's not allowed to be menavel herself? Lav berechitza, aren't we dealing with taking a shower? Uvemai, and what type of shower? If you're going to say that she's, she's, she could shower with hot water, Einabegeres Rasha'a, yeah? Then that, what does hot water have to do with making yourself look nice? Bamar of Chista, Avel Asr, that's Boy Bechamim. In Ovel's even a, a usher to put your finger into, into uh, hot water. Elolav, but it must be dealing with cold water. And still we're saying that usually 
a person is not allowed to take a shower with cold water. But for her, she's allowed. So you see from over here that, um, that a person cannot take cold showers, which is a question on Rava. What we're dealing with here with being menabal herself is not dealing with showers at all. It's dealing with makeup and things of that sort, making sure that she's presentable and put together. However, when it comes to um, when it comes to washing one's body, it still may very well be like Rava that any oval is permitted to take a cold shower. Okay, well, just let's let's make sure we have clarity over here. We have a machlekes between Rava and Rav Chista. Okay, Rav Chista said you're not you're, uh, you are not allowed to shower. An oval is not allowed to shower even in cold water. Rav was of the opinion an oval is permitted to shower in. Uh, Rav Chista says. Yeah, Rav Chista says you're not allowed to shower in cold water, and Rav says it is mutter to shower with cold water. Okay. Let's bring a raya to Rav that an avel is mutter to immerse their body in cold water. He had a story. And he took a shower. Yeah, so what did we say earlier? What did we say in Amaral? What's the story with Rabbi Yisrael? What was that story? Right? He had two sons that died, and uh, it was one right after the other. So there's a special leniency. Let's get into that. Amri, Hasam is different. If your Avelus continues, one right after the other, you're allowed, to, you're allowed to cut your hair if necessary. So you have no proof for Rav, because it's just a totally different story. And here's an addition to the previous Gemara. Before we just said you can't use Nesar, you can't use Chayel for your laundry, and now we're adding in and not Ahal. Okay, what's Ahal? Another type of detergent that comes from uh, vegetation. There's some sort of uh, grass or something that they would add in. So the, the previous statement left this out, but bottom line is, it's, it's not arguing on the previous statement. Uh, you know, even the one that left out is not necessarily arguing. The point is, you're allowed to wash it with plain, simple water, make sure you don't smell, make sure you're taking care of your hygiene, but do anything more than what's absolutely necessary. When it comes to laundering, when you have Avilus uh, Zachaza is not allowed. Okay. Ikadabri, there are those who say Rava's statement different. Omar Rava, they quote Rava as follows Avel Asr Bitsainin called Shiva. In Avel is Asr, like Rafista. In Avel is Asr to wash himself with cold water. My Shnomi why are you not allowed to take a cold shower? But we say you're allowed to eat meat and drink wine. Who did of it? Yeah, so I'll tell you why. Because, um, because the wine, what a fascinating zach. The wine and the meat is needed to function as an oven. The, this is such a powerful answer. The purpose of Avelis, a yid doesn't sit shiva to hurt herself. It's not why we sit shiva. A yid sits shiva because it's necessary. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's our manufacturer, 
knows how he made human beings. And in order to properly deal with the loss of a loved one, it is necessary to sit shiva. It's necessary. It's, a, it's therapeutic. It's a necessary time. And there's laws that our manufacturer tells us is going to help with that, this necessary time of shiva to shleishim to the first year of Abelis. There's halachas. And these halachas, we may not even be aware of on our own, help us function through this time period. Says the Gemara, the reason why during Shiva you're allowed to eat meat and drink wine, but you're not allowed to bathe yourself, says Rava, because to eat meat and drink wine is necessary as part of the loss. The halacha lets us know you need this stuff, take it, it's good for you. You can't refrain too much. However, when it comes to washing your body, that's not what's going to help with the stress of the trauma of the moment of losing a loved one, and therefore it is not allowed. Mamish, uh, such a, a beautiful and important Gemara, letting us know that halacha is not chas v'shalom here to, to stymie our living. Just the opposite. Anything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us to do, that it's the right thing to do, is because it's enhancing our living. It's not limiting us, it's actually expanding us. Let's bring a raya to this Ikada Amri, which says that an Avel is usher with cold water. Yeah, Abegaris is not allowed to make herself not good. In what way is she not allowed to make herself not look nice? So we know for sure that a begaris um, is not allowed to use hot water. Rather, you see that even with cold water, she's not allowed as a proof to rubber. Like, is dealing with the makeup, making herself uh, presentable, and has nothing to do with the laws of washing one's body. Omar of Christo, Zoto Meret. This is coming to teach me what this means to say is aval aser spices kol shiva. Okay, that a regular aval shouldn't do laundry. You shouldn't do any sort of a kibbutz. You shouldn't do any sort of laundry throughout shiva, which is talking about halacha. What do you mean you shouldn't do laundry kol shiva? Because we're understanding over here that what's the purpose of laundry? The purpose of laundry is to make yourself look good. To look presentable. Therefore, by saying that a begaris should not be manavales atma so that she doesn't look bad to all the men, that's letting me know that otherwise, an oval should not be busy doing things to look good. Should be busy with your laundry. Now, the reason why this is so important is because lefize, according to this to clean your, your garments in a way where it's not there to freshen it up, but it's there to remove a spot. For example, to spot clean something, okay? Because you just want clean pants, a clean shirt, that's gonna be mutter, that's going to be allowed. The hilchasa and the halacha is as follows. Here's the bottom line, and we're gonna end off this topic with this halacha. Avel asr lircha, it's called gufay b'mecham 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 an oval should not take a shower, cold or hot. 
Avol, but one of the other comes to hands and feet and your face, you could do that with cold water. Okay? Any part of your body that's dirty, you just want to rinse it off, well, that's okay. But to smear oneself with oil, but if you want to remove your shvitz, mutter, it is allowed. Okay? And this applies, uh, this applies for any other reason other than doing it to freshen oneself up. If a person needs it for their health or they need it to remove dirt, to remove shvitz from them, then it's mutter to wash specific limbs of your body um, uh, the, the same way that it's permitted to wash your hands, your feet, and your face. Period. End of that conversation. No, we paskin it's mutter to eat meat during Abelis. It, it is mutter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any, any kind. I mean, any kind. Yeah. Not just uh, Correct. chicken or... D- during Abelis, it's, uh, it's mutter to eat meat. Yeah. All right. Says the Gemara Viter. We're going to go back now and talk about the tefillah, the davening on fast days. The special davening on a public fast day. Where do we mention it? Okay? So, for example, we know Mati Shabbos, we put it to Atachain Antonu. Yeah, we put Atachain Antonu into Atachain. It goes to the fourth bracha. The special bracha of Anenu on a fast day, where, does, where is that placed in the Shemineser? Adbere reviewed the Rabbi Yisrael. Rab Yehuda was talking to Rab Yitzhak, his son. Vidarish and Idarshin, Yachid, Shekibla, love Tainus. We have a Yachid who's Makabala Tainus on himself. Mispalel shall Tainus. He should add a Tfilah for the Tainus. Vehechanaimra, where? Vein Goyel Leroyfe. Between the blessing of Goyel Yisrael, Hashem who redeems Yisrael, Veroyfe. Okay? That's the proper placement. Right before the Amma Yisrael. Maskev of Yitzchak. So Rav Yitzchak asked a challenging question. Now who's Rav Yitzchak? So we just said Rav Yehuda took his son Rav Yitzchak. And he was talking. So Rav Yitzchak says back to his, his old man. He says, I don't understand. You're telling me to make a new bracha of Anenu between Goyal Yisrael and Rav Yitzchak Yisrael? Okay. He says, since when are you allowed to add a bracha? Ella, Amar of Yitzchak, B'Shemei Tfilah. You put into Shemei Tfilah, B'Chein Amar of Sheishas, B'Shemei Tfilah. Okay? So listen, it's very important. Rabbi Yehuda told Rabbi Yitzchak to put it between brachas. Which means, which bracha is it in? None. So what I'm doing then, this is what was bothering Rabbi Yitzchak. He says, Put it between a bracha. What I'm making, I'm making my own personal bracha. Who says I can do that? So he argues, and he says, "No, you know what you do. You don't add a bracha to Shemayn Ezra. Anenu goes into Shemayn It goes mitten bruchim. Meisve, that's a challenging question. 
Ain bein yachid v'tzibur. There's no difference in the tainus of a yachid and the tainus of a tzibur. El shemis pal shmoyne esrei v'zemis pal el tishasrei. So you see from over here that um, you see from over here that when it comes to a yachid, what do you do? You keep anenu in middle of a bracha. It stays eighteen brachas. However, when it comes to a tzibur, it gets its own bracha. Now my yachid. What does it mean, the, the fast day of a yachid? Umay tzibur. And what does it mean, the fast day of a tzibur? Ilim a yachid mamish, if it means an individual. A guy has his own uh, tainus going on. Yeah, he's got his own tainus. V'tzibur shliach tzibur. And the tzibur is referring to shliach tzibur. Hani tishasrei, esem varboahave. You're not going to have 19. You're actually going to have 24 brachas. Okay, now where in the world do you get 24 brachas from? How do you just jump another five brachas, more than what we're talking about? So, Bez Hashem, on Daftes Vav, the Gemara is going to, the, the Gemara is going to get into the structure of a, when the Tibor was, uh, uh, when the Tibor accepted a kindness on everybody, so we actually added in the Gemara is going to list a number of different additional blessings. Okay? So this is what we're trying to figure out here. When it comes to a Tzibor fasting, there's a lot more brachas added. When it comes to a Yachid, we said you're not let it add at all. So when are you going to have a case where you're saying 19 brachas, more than the 18, where there's only one more? You, you have where we're stuck. Again, if we're done with a Yachid, just one guy fasting by himself, you can't make a new bracha at all, so it should still be 18. And later, in a couple blot, we're going to learn that when it comes to a full-time Sibor, it was mamish, uh, it was 25 brachas. Okay? 24 brachas, I'm sorry. So, where are you ever going to find 19? That's what we're stuck on. Ella, rather, la'vachi, ella, la'vachi, Ein ben yachad l'kabel of tainus, yachad l'yachad of tainus, tzibor, ella, shemesh ba'al 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 Yachid koiveya bracha la'atzmai. Ask the Gemara on Rav Yitzchak like this. Let's 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 uh, speak about this outside. There's so gishma. I'm taking my own fast. What do we say? Am I allowed to make my own bracha? No. A tibur makes a fast. They make a whole bunch of new brachas. What do we mean that a yachid has 18 and a tibur has 19? You know what the difference is? When an individual is mekabalatinus. And the type of fast that I say I'm going to do is like the tzibur. So when I give myself a strong responsibility of fasting like the tzibur, then I do add a bracha. And now I'm going to have a 19th bracha of Shemayna Esrei. But Lefiza, one second. That's now the brisa. Now, if we're interpreting like this, but one second, didn't Rabbi Yitzchak say that whenever an individual takes a fast, you don't make a new bracha? See, here's the Gemara's question. Bottom line, we're questioning Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak said to his old man, Ta, there's no added bracha by a yachid. We're asking on Rabbi Yitzchak, one second. There's a b'risa which says, a yachid has 18 brachas. A tzibur has 19. The tzibur can't be talking about a real tzibur. It must be talking about a yachid who's makabal is like a tzibur. And we're still saying there's 19 brachas. So you see, when an individual is makabal atinus, you can put in a new bracha, and Rabbi Yitzchak is wrong. That's our question right now. 
Do we have it? Yeah? Kor? That's the Shaila on Rabbi Yitzchak. It must be the 19th bracha is dealing with an individual fast. Accepted as a tibor. Question on Rabbi Yitzchak, because we do see you add brachas. Answer the Gemara. Light. That's not what the tibor means. It's referring to the chazan. This is what you're gonna say. Yeah, by a tibor, he has 24 brachas. We were dealing with the first three fasts, where the additional brachas are not yet put in. So the digital brachas aren't yet put in. The tibor, however, is fasting. So then we're going to add in havinenu. Uh, not havinenu, I'm sorry. Anenu. Yeah, anenu is completely different. Going back to Mizrahi's brachas. Now we have the bracha of anenu. So that's when the shliach tibor is saying the shmeina esrei. However, the yachid will not have a new bracha, and Rabbi Yisrael may very well be correct. Says the Gemara of the light, you don't say, you, uh, you don't say all the extra brachas by the initial three fasts. Hi, ba'ein bein katani. We said there's no difference between the earlier fast and the later fast. Ein bein gimel rishonis gimel atzois. Ela shabedu mutarim basiyas melacha, bedu asuras basiyas melacha. Ha lechav dalid zevazeh shavim. But it seems, as far as davening is concerned, if you're going to say 24 brachas by fasts four, five, and six, you should also be saying brachas on fasts one, two, and three. Says the Gemara Tana v'shayer. The the brisa listed some ways that that there's a um, difference between the first set and the second set, and other things were left out. But it's, uh, in other words, there could still be a difference in the davening too. Says the Gemara, Umay Shire, the High Shire. You don't only leave one thing out. If you're going to leave out things, you're going to leave out multiple things. Right? Umay Shire, the High Shire. Besu, and furthermore, Ba'in Begatan. We said there's no other difference. Ella, rather, says the Gemara to explain, Tana Be'isure Kamairi. The Tana was only listing discrepancies between things that are per, uh, uh, prohibited, forbidden to do on fast days. And we're saying the old, as far as things that are forbidden to do on the fast day, the only difference is by the first three fasts you do go to work, by the second three fasts you don't go to work. However, betfilis leimayi. Okay? As far as the davening, we just weren't talking about it. But in Akhanami, it could very well be there is a difference between the davening of fasts 1, 2, and 3, and 4, 5, and 6. Viva Yasema, another possible answer is Bemtsiyasa Nami by the middle fast as well, by fast four, five, and six, Taka, we don't do the 24, and we only wait for the, the group of seven fasts, right? Because remember, how did it work? First we fasted, the Tibor fasted three fasts, then they fasted three fasts again, and if they still didn't come, then there was another series of seven more fasts, so that's where we're going to go ahead and change the davening. Lefiza, there's no question on the Bisa. Because Taka... The fasts are all going to be, the first three and second three are all going to be the same. Says Gemara Veloy, really, you're going to tell me you don't say the extra brachas by fasts four, five, and six? Well, there's no difference between four, five, and six, and the last seven. The difference is, is, by, is that the, the true, the crying out, and yet to lock up the stores. It seems everything else is the same, including the davening. So if they were daven 24 brachas on the, by the, the seven series fast, they should daven the brachas by the, the second of the three series fast. V'chitim, we're going to say, hachanami, taka how it's done. Ton of and, but we left some things out. Va'in bein katani, same question we said before. We said there's no difference whatsoever. whatsoever. Says the Gemara, no. The Tizbara, you think what you're saying is logical? No, it's not logical. Ein bein davka, 
you think ain't vain that there's no difference at all. It means like mamish literally, like there's no difference whatsoever between fast four, five, and six, and then seven through thirteen. That's not possible. But top of tomorrow's daf, top of daf yudalid, vashayer teva. But they left out the teva. What was the halacha of the teva? So as we're going to learn bez Hashem, coming up, that on a public fast day they would remove the arayin from the from the the the, the middle gathering area of the city. So bottom line is, without getting, we'll learn those details, Bez Hashem, probably Masi Shabbos. But you see from over here that not every difference is listed in these Ein Bains. To which the Gemara says, Imi Shum Teva, if you're going to say that other things are left out because Allah of Teva was left out, Lav Shiru, I'll say that's not considered a leaving out. Mili did Katani. Because maybe our Brisa is only talking about things that are Bitsina, things that are done indoors, not in front of everybody else. However, mili difarhesa, like a tani. When it comes to things that are bifarhesa, things that are done out in front of the whole community, like a tani, that's not included in the list of things where there's ain bain. There's no difference between uh, the the uh, fasts four, five, and six, as opposed and the fast seven through thirteen. Okay. We're up to Amar Avashi. We'll hold it here. Bezim tomorrow will back up a little bit and uh, you know, restart the sugya, take a little more time with it. And uh, we, will, um, we will pick up Bezim tomorrow, 12.15 p.m. on Erev Shabbos. Uh, guten Erev Shabbos, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Yeah, Bezim.